Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to continue the podcast series with Harold Evans of Arena Technologies. And we're going to talk about enzymes and how they will make the chlorine much more effective. And also um, how enzymes affect the filtration and just uh, make your pool um, more efficient and more effective all around. And so stay tuned as we jump into the talk um, in this podcast series on water quality and we'll tackle enzymes in this episode. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. Yeah, and so you mentioned how the enzyme, and that's really good information for the consumer because a lot of them will... Um, get to the store and they'll say they need the phosphate remover. They may not need it if it's super low, but I say if you're having problems with algae, you probably do need it depending on um, the situation and how bad the algae is. Um, but the enzymes you mentioned, how it frees up the chlorine and makes it more makes it more effective and uh, frees it up to do what it's supposed to do. And you, with the enzymes going through the filter system, I was I found it interesting when you touched on that how the enzymes actually help the filtration. Do you want to share a little bit more about how the enzymes actually help the overall filtration of the water? Sure. And the reverse of that is the phosphate removal has the ability to interfere in infiltration to some extent. So it's a precipitous forming product that's caught by a filter. And if enough is put in a pool at one time, then it can begin to impede circulation in the reverse. So um, people say to me, well, I've used phosphate control that doesn't do that as much. Well, it's plain and simple. It's a physics issue. If you have a precipitous and it's removing phosphorus, you can't miraculously remove phosphorus without impeding filtration. So mm -hmm. you just have to rinse your filter or backwash or affect the, the knowledge with phosphate control that if you put enough in, there will be a reaction in there that will slow down filtration in the reverse of what enzymes do. Enzymes, on the other hand, never are, have the ability to load a filter up. So they, they do just the reverse. The clumping of DE, if you take a filter apart, you see hunks of DE in a filter. That's nothing more than oils coagulating that uh, that filter media, um, in particular with a slime feeling on a filter. Those are all uh, properties that interfere, in, and they can also get in the fabric of your grids or get in the fabric of your uh, filter media. In the case of sand, it coagulates sand and gums sand up so it feels sticky. So those are all factors, and we actually on our video series have a – a filter purging of sand process of using our enzyme and phosphate control, that's amazing what it does to clean up. Most of the trouble in a filter sits, well, back up. Most of the trouble in a pool is in the filter. The filter is the repository for the accumulation of all the worst things. And if you've ever done a sand change, you know that it smells like a landfill in the third world when you do it in the summer because these, these uh, carbon waste products that are in there smell terrible. 
um, mm-hmm. that's because they're rotting in the filter. And so one of the things that we want to do is get those filters cleaned up. And if you go to one of the videos, it'll actually tell you how to do it. It's very simple. Uh, add these products and cl- clean the media of sand. I used to not like sand filters, but quite frankly, uh, now that I understand them more, sand filters are fine as long as they don't get loaded up and the pool gets flipped and you're trying to bring it back. It's very difficult to bring back a sand filter pool uh, when the filter has been loaded up. But oc- the oxidant demand in the filter has a lot to do with the ability of the filter to perform properly. So um, in winter climates, when you're dealing with white water mold, um, a lot of the additives that we put in a pool for winterization have uh, carbon footprints, poly footprints in them, which then leave more byproducts in the water um, to load the filters up. And we, we see these uh, cold weather climate white water mold calls all the time. And it's nothing more than carbon waste in the pool. And I think if there's anything that I can impart to people in this podcast, it's that we must pay attention to the carbon waste issues of our industry. They've been overlooked. And as a result, it's it's the thing that's hiding in the in the lurks of our pools that we can't necessarily see. Um, people like phosphate control because it reacts in the water and it looks, oh, wow, look at it, it's clouding up. But the thing that you're going to see with an enzyme is that the translucence of that water will dramatically change when the carbon waste, it's like having dirty glasses. If your glasses are dirty and you're like me and you look through them, if you don't clean them, then the world looks different. It's like a dirty windshield. So the same thing's true for water. The more translucent the water is, uh, enzymes assist in the translucence of water and assist in that process. So your filter, no matter which filter you pick, if it's cartridge, DE, or sand, they're all impacted by it. So it's not like one filter can overcome the other. Um, At the end of the day, they're all affected by the presence of carbon waste in the water. And using an enzyme with regularity, if you're opening and closing pools in the cold weather climates, it's another fantastic product to close or open pools with because it helps you um, get rid of the things that are lurking in that water. They're going to flip when that pool water starts to get warm uh, later on in the season. So I'm I'm a big believer if I were to pick, and I wouldn't want to pick over one over the other necessarily, but if I were to pick a strategy of what I would use in a pool first in it would be the one thing that we have the most difficult time overcoming, and that's the carbon waste in the water. I would pick enzymes first and phosphate control second, mm-hmm. primarily because you can put more chlorine in the pool to overcome phosphorus in the water ultimately in most cases. But there's not a lot you can do about that oxidant demand that's created in there. So I encourage you to use uh, and, and don't start dosing that pool with a recommended maintenance dose. It is critical, no matter whose product you're buying to put a, an essential purge dose in that water to get the infrastructure of that pool, the totality of that water cleaned up, your filter cleaned up. It'll take a few days in a filtration process, but ultimately that process will give you a huge head start in your season of treatment. Yeah, and so I know we didn't even talk about your products. Um, we're just focusing on the water quality issues, but your phosphor remover and your enzyme, when you mentioned those two products by name, so that the listeners could find those products. Well, one other thing I wanted to say about that process, we have a combination phosphate control and enzyme product, and we put it in the market primarily because it was a high used product in the industry. I just want to say to the listeners, it's really my preference to treat each condition in its isolation. And I would rather see people focus on the use of products separately 
because combination products have unintended consequences. First of all, you don't always have phosphates in a pool, so why would you always want to put a precipitous forming product that could limit filtration in the pool? That's number one. Number two, um, I think that putting an enzyme in separately in a pool allows for the, the cleaning up of the water and the phosphate as needed, so they're not needed in the same uh, volume. So I really encourage you to separate your practices. Usually try to treat for phosphates before you're doing your filter clean process. If you're in a winter market, I highly encourage you not to use a lot of phosphate control during the swim season, but do it in your opening so that you can enjoy those three or four months of endless use of your pool um, without impeding access and to your water and clarity is one of the factors that would control the ability to use that and phosphate control will cloud the water to some extent at least ours will um, in order to form and get out of the pool but these products are re readily available on the internet they're readily available in retailers across the country um, they're used extensively by the service trade the longest um, and if you have a pool service uh, i would encourage you to ask your service company uh, to provide those products, and, and those products may have an additional cost to you, of course, and I would encourage you to spend that money for uh, for the water quality that you receive in the end. So you consumers out there, um, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, uh, you can get them through the normal pipelines that you're normally buying products through um, retailers as well as the internet. Okay, and the, the phosphate remover is the PR10,000, right? Yeah, PR10,000 and CV600 are the two products that we've discussed in this podcast mm -hmm. that I recommend the use of for the purposes that we've described in the previous conversation. Okay. And before um, ending this particular episode, um, let's touch on the clarifiers. Now, there's two different types of clarifiers. And what would you use? You, you make a clarifier also. What would you use one type for and the other type for? And why does Arenda specifically make one type of clarifier over the other one? So... Um, the reason that we prov uh, and it's a fairly recent product for us, relatively speaking, um, Kydison, in my opinion, is the best clarifying product available uh, in the pool industry. So there's two forms. Essentially, there's polymers and there's Kydison. So a polymer would be like a super blue type product or a product that basically sinks and and uh, does some coagulation, but primarily flocks. So uh, clarifiers that uh, polymers have the ability to, to load a filter up much quicker than a chitosin does. So I like chitosin and we provide chitosin and don't provide a polymer for that reason. The other issue is that a polymer will put an organic demand or a carbon demand on a filter system. Um, and as a result, um, we prefer to have chitosin because chitosin essentially floats and it grabs most of the carbon waste in a pool floats uh, because it's lighter than water. And so we're trying to coagulate maybe the top 12 inches of the water, uh, electrically bond products to this seashell. Uh, and by the way, it's important NSF in this case, and that's one of our claims is that we have a hypoallergenic chitosin. It's because the proteins that could be in the seashells, or in particular crab shells, um, we, get, we need to get the proteins out so that anybody that could be allergic to fish type products, it's the proteins that make you sick. And so making sure that product doesn't have um, proteins in it's an important distinction. But 
the chitosan and, and the other thing that we're doing with our chitosan product, which is very different, is that we are adding a slight amount, a very slight amount of enzyme to that product. So we're both coagulating and we're bio-oxidizing the carbon in the use of that product. So I would say this, that you would only use clarifier. In most cases, it's not required in a DE filtration system. Um, it would not be required in the use of an enzyme, a regularly treated enzyme pool. It would be overkill, in my opinion. Um, and it could be used in the case of sand filtration and um, cartridge filters because it makes particles bigger and allows them to be filtered out quicker. So essentially, we're attracting uh, particles in the water electrically and bonding to this uh, crab shell and then taking it to the filter to to then be taken out of the system. Polymers also load the filter much more rapidly than chitosan does. So so basically, a, a chitosan-based clarifier with our product having some enzyme in it is targeting uh, is particles, uh, larger, uh, smaller particles made bigger to coagulate electrically and to find the filter. The enzyme is in there to, to break down some of the carbon waste that's there so that we can go on about the business of particle removal and not uh, because obviously if you have oils in the pool and you're not using an enzyme, um, the, it's all going to be based on oxidant demand. So if there's a lot of oils, it's going to coagulate the oils and not necessarily small particles. So we don't recommend the use of the clarifier. It's, un, un, it's not required. If you're using enzymes with regularity, uh, you wouldn't necessarily want to use that product. So it would be a standalone product that you would use because you opt not to use enzymes and you're seeking clarity issues in the pool. Um, so it's a less expensive uh, alternative to the use of enzyme, but it um, it's designed to aid in making particles larger and having them find their way into the filter. Uh, so the distinction between a chitosan-based clarifier is it floats uh, and it finds the filter through the surface and through the skimmer and into the filter. Um, a polymer actually goes to the floor of the pool and actually is pulled in through the filter system. And some of those uh, attracting mechanisms have polys in them, and those polys are films. And so um, the, the consequence is they tend to gum a filter up, and you could definitely overdose a pool with polymer, whereas with a chitosan clarifier, you really can't. So okay. um, that's the basic distinction between the two. So we'll stop there today for this podcast series, and we'll continue again. And the next episode, we'll be talking about the um, high cyanuric acid and how it affects the pool. And after that, we'll talk another in another episode about the LSI index in particular and how to use that to balance your pool water. And then um, we'll finish up with a podcast on scale and their startup process. Um, so I hope you're enjoying this series on water quality issues um, with Harold Evans of Arenda Technologies. You can learn more about their products at arendatech.com. You can also download the free app um, that goes on your iPhone or Android phone, Android device, and you can use that app to calculate dosage and also to calculate the LSI um, of the pool water. So it's a really um, helpful app. There's also videos and articles and blogs in the app itself. And again, you can get that at their website, morendatech.com. And if you want to listen to more of these podcasts, you can definitely find the other episodes in the description of this podcast. And also, if you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the, um, the podcast icon there, you'll get 
you go to the episodes and you'll also be able to listen to the other episodes in the series um, from the website. And if you do a pool service for a living and you want to enhance your business or just you're starting out or if you've been doing this for a while, you'll find a lot of great resources in my coaching program. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you tune in for the other episodes in the series. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer.com backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app